1: On Canada Day, thousands gather again to celebrate. And to protest. We're fighting for our rights. With many acknowledging a renewed commitment to reconciliation.
2: Sharing feelings about the flag.
3: We're seeing the flag upside down, which is not what it's supposed to be for.
2: How some want to take it back from the so called freedom movement.
1: And surrogate family for a graduating student.
4: When I see Eliza and my other friends, I feel like, oh, I still have a family here.
1: The act of kindness that made up for missing loved ones. You're watching Global BC.
5: This is Global News Hour at 6.
2: Good evening and thanks for joining us on this Canada Day, a day to celebrate what unites us. But this year, the focus has also turned to truth and reconciliation.
1: As Kylie Stanton reports, at B.C.'s biggest celebration, First Nations culture went far beyond just the opening welcome.
6: Drumming and song welcomes a traditional canoe protocol. Victoria's mayor crossing the inner harbour before the opening of the city's Canada Day celebrations. We are asking permission to come ashore on your homelands. In a sea of red, white and orange, permission is granted.
7: We welcome you ashore to come and share your festivities and your events at the
6: time. Ooh, ooh. What's being called a new beginning for Canada Day in the capital. It really means a lot for for the Luqwanan people to have that happen today. After the discovery of unmarked graves across the country last summer, the city of Victoria decided it was time to do things a little differently. Along with the National Anthem, traditional dancers took center stage. To honor the grief and the pain and the hurt. A moment of silence in stark contrast to fireworks. It's about having... Western culture, and in our case here in these lands, Lekwungen culture, live side by side. It's not an either-or, it's a, it's a both, and I think we, we really are seeing that today. In communities across the province, the theme of truth and reconciliation is at the forefront. An opportunity to think about what we've learned, especially this past year.
7: We reflect on the injustice that the country has committed and commit to making sure we build a better country.
6: Given the circumstances, attending the celebrations wasn't always an easy choice. Because I heard a lot of people saying, like, don't go, don't go, you need to support the people. But seeing the Indigenous-led festivities carried out in a culturally appropriate way has been nothing short of powerful. It was really
8: nice to know that we can still celebrate our country and also celebrate the people that were here
6: before we were ever here. It was really inclusive. I think it's long overdue. While there's still much work to be done, this Canada Day marks another step on the path to reconciliation, setting a precedent for years to come. Where we were yesterday is totally different from where we are today. Kylie Stanton, Global News.
1: And in the nation's capital, there were a lot of people celebrating and some protesting today at the first in-person Canada Day since the start of the pandemic. Although frustrations over public health measures are still being voiced, today's events appear less stressful than the so-called Freedom Convoy that paralyzed the capital for three weeks earlier this year. Global's Kyle Benning reports. While they didn't have the
9: vehicles parked on the road or horns blaring through the day, smaller portions of the so-called Freedom Convoy made their way back to the capital. And some of those who were on the hill for the three weeks earlier this year returned fighting for the same cause.
10: It's all about peace, respect, being loved, being, I don't know, it's
11: all about, you know, a friendly kind of reunion.
9: While some impromptu gatherings against public health measures were able to take place, others did not. The group Veterans for Freedom cancelled its Canada Day gathering after four people were arrested at the war memorial Thursday. People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier joined the smaller than expected crowd.
12: These are peaceful people that are happy to celebrate our country and celebrate our way of life.
9: Residents have noticed a difference this time around. I think that the leaders being <laughs> locked up or not are still behind Facing charges, it's it's kind of diminished the crowd this time around. Security checks were present at a number of Parliament Hill locations, and the police presence was visible. The Prime Minister took in the festivities at the main stage, addressing the crowd of several thousand and sending a message to those gathered. Being able
5: to be who you are, to love whom you love, to chase your dreams, to live without fear, this is
9: the freedom the Maple Leaf represents. Kyle Benning, Global News.
2: Well, the fact that this is the first Canada Day since that protest convoy descended on Ottawa earlier this year has added new meaning to flying the flag for some people. As Julia Foy reports, the Maple Leaf and what it stands for was on the minds of many today.
13: There were plenty of visitors to White Rock's Canada Day photo booth who rocked the flag.
8: I think it represents our country and how, um, how wonderful
13: it is.
7: We have a lot of fun with our flags. Like, yeah, we, we play games uh, looking for Canada flags.
13: But this holiday, there are mixed emotions about how Canadians feel about the
7: red and white. Our flag is more than a symbol. It's also a promise, a promise of opportunity. A promise of safety for those fleeing violence and war. And a promise of a better life.
13: Trucker Convoy protesters using the Canadian flag as a symbol of their movement has left some residents uncomfortable.
3: Disappointing that it's degraded at times. we are seeing the flag upside down, which is not what it's supposed to be for.
13: I felt actually more determined to show the flag with respect than anything because of what happened in the winter. I, that really annoyed me that our flag was being used in a you know, negative way that way. Some posting on social media, the convoy idiots should not spoil your fun and we have to take our flag back. Uh-huh. Federal NDP leader Jugmeet Singh agrees.
7: There have been some people that have tried to hijack the flag. Uh, we're not going to let that happen. It represents the country that we, we call home and a place that we are proud of and a place that we want to improve.
13: Our flag can also bring back memories a year after the residential school tragedy gripped the country. I just appreciate the fact that we can all
14: come
8: together this day and also remember all everything that's happened as well. It makes me feel good that I'm a Canadian, but also I also feel like bad for the other what we've done to the other what we've done to the aboriginals
13: and canada is not 155 it's a long long years ago that the natives were here and it should be respected for one of our younger citizens our flag still shines bright how does it make you feel when you see our flag it makes me feel like That our country is feeling good and it makes me feel proud that I was born here and going to be raised here. Julia Foy, Global News.
1: Awesome. Well, among the celebrations, some disappointment and anger at this year's Canada Day in Kimberley, B.C. People celebrating at Veteran Memorial Park are upset that a number of plaques were pried from the boulders they were attached to and stolen a little over a week ago. The cost to replace the plaques is estimated at around $10,000, but more importantly, they had strong sentimental meaning to the community as they commemorated local veterans. Definitely uh, caused my
9: hair to turn into needles and my skin to crawl and that uh, those demons to rise up a little bit. It's, uh, it's one thing where people say that, uh, you know, wouldn't you like to get your hands on the people that did this? And I tell them that I don't want to go to jail, so I'd rather the police take care of it.
6: Total disbelief. Um, I think it was probably three or four days that I was trying to process that this had actually happened. I came back down here several times and just disbelief.
1: Anyone with information is being asked to call Kimberly RCMP.
2: Well, July 1st wasn't just about Canada Day. New rules around BC's provincial sales tax took effect today, targeting online retailers like Amazon and eBay. And as Richard Zussman reports, tobacco products will now be subject to the 7% PST as well.
10: A new tax for a pack.
14: Tobacco continues to Certainly add pressure to the, the health care system.
10: Starting Friday, the province now collecting the PST on tobacco products. Cigars, chewing tobacco, raw tobacco, and cigarette packs. Meaning a fifteen ninety nine package with built-in tobacco taxes now costs 7% more, or $1.12 extra.
14: And we're moving in line with other provinces to make sure that we are collecting a PST on the tobacco products.
10: Vaping products exempt from the PST, the province hoping that this new tax in part will stop people from buying cigarettes like those.
3: You know, I should quit smoking altogether, (laughs) and that would be good. So it is expensive.
10: Canada Day also marking a shift to collecting PST from online marketplaces like Amazon and eBay. The 7% must be submitted from companies with revenues greater than $10,000 a year, although many were already collecting shifting the tax burden off the individual sellers to the retailer, and the province is expecting $100 million in the next year in provincial revenues.
14: It also makes sure that um, we have a fair tax system, that if you have a bricks and mortar, uh, you're you're collecting uh, the PST and you're remitting it to government, and it should be the same for these online marketplaces.
10: There's also another change, which the Canadian Retail Council is concerned about, Commissions from food delivery apps or Google Priority Ads will now have PST.
9: It makes B.C. small businesses less competitive because this is the only jurisdiction in North America that has this. So our
12: our prices will be a small bit larger than those in other provinces. It's really just another way for the government to have hidden taxes at a time of rising inflation that people really don't need.
10: July 1st, another reminder, seemingly everything is getting a little more expensive. Richard Zussman, Global News, Victoria.
1: And that includes now getting on a bus or SkyTrain in Metro Vancouver. Transit fares have risen 2.3% today. You'll pay between 5 and 15 cents more per ride depending on the distance traveled. Prices for adult monthly passes have also been hiked up between $2.30 to $4.15 more than what you've been paying. This is the second year in a row that TransLink has increased fares by 2.3 percent. And train service on the Amtrak Cascades line from Vancouver down to Seattle and Portland will be back up and running by September, which is a little ahead of the original December timeline. Service along the line was stopped for the pandemic and was originally to be restarted this spring, but staffing shortages pushed that back.
2: The cycling community is rallying around a young student killed in a tragic accident as he rode through downtown. How he's being remembered next on the NewsHour.
1: Bachman reunited with a guitar he never thought he'd see again. That's coming up later.
2: And later in sports, brand new deal for Brock Besser. What the Canucks are willing to pay their excellent young winger.
1: That's a little bit later, but right now, the cyclist killed earlier this week after being struck by a dump truck has been identified as a UBC Ph.D. student.
2: Mourners have been laying flowers at the intersection where he was killed, with some saying his death should be a rallying cry to find safer ways for traffic and bikes to coexist. Paul Johnson has more, and a warning. A video of the accident obtained by Global News is disturbing
5: a growing memorial in downtown Vancouver for Augustine Beltran. The 28-year-old UBC student killed after a collision with a dump truck Wednesday morning. Surveillance video showed how Beltran was well within the marked and protected cyclist crossing at Hornby and Pacific when he collided with a turning dump truck whose driver may not have seen him. UBC's Vancouver School of Economics, where Augustine was working on his Ph.D., said they're shocked and devastated over his death. And it's a tremendous loss for their tight-knit program.
9: So far, I felt okay biking here. I think it's very well planned for bikers. If I want to get from point A to point B, there will always be a bike lane that I can use.
5: Reaction among cyclists has been sadness about this accident, but overall, a sense of confidence in the network of dedicated bike lanes that have proliferated in Vancouver in recent years. With one caveat, the places where cyclists and traffic still intersect. If you're in the bike lane, you're fine. But when the bike lane crosses a street with automobiles, then it has to be super well designed and people have to be super attentive. But one tragic component of Beltran's death is that the intersection where he was killed had all of the safety features that cycling advocates had been calling for. So lessons learned from this will likely point to ways to reduce the driver visibility challenges inherent in big trucks. Things like mirrors and cameras and protective guards on the trucks themselves.
9: Side guards on heavy trucks. And what those are is panels that basically extend down very close to the roadway in between the axles so that if there is a collision with a vulnerable road user, they can't go underneath the truck.
5: In Vancouver, Paul Johnson, Global News a vancouver cyclist
1: whose attempt to set a new world record and raise money for cancer research was interrupted by a serious accident is back home both disappointed and grateful bianca hayes was well into her attempt to ride across canada in just 15 days and raise money for ovarian cancer research her ride inspired by her sister katrina who died of ovarian cancer but early this week on day 13 in quebec she was hit by a motorbike, leaving her with a concussion and a sprained ankle, and she had to stop.
8: It's bittersweet. Um, I mean, having missed it by about 48 hours, it's, it's really tough. You know, the athlete in me is really upset, but not many road cyclists get to walk away from, from a really serious accident, so... I'm trying to focus on feeling really lucky and and being really grateful that we had as much support as we did and hopefully I can continue fundraising and getting the word out there about ovarian cancer and just continue telling my story.
1: Despite not finishing the ride, Hayes has raised more than $117,000 for ovarian cancer research. She says she might try again, but will probably find a different adventure.
2: Just ahead, a crash survivor's guardian angels. I woke up and I was in the grass. After recovering from terrible injuries, how she was finally able to thank the people who stopped to help.
1: And a dramatic dog rescue that required a blanket and a long length of fire hose. A young woman who suffered terrible injuries in a single vehicle accident last summer owes her life to the people who stopped to help when several others didn't
2: her rescuers a couple from salmon arm always wondered what happened to her and she never got a chance to thank them until now megan Turcato has their amazing reunion
8: i'm very lucky to be alive my whole seat and me just got ejected from the car
14: katie potts and her boyfriend were headed home from a camping trip last july when their vehicle left the coquihalla near larson hill
8: my boyfriend fell asleep behind the wheel and uh, from what I remember, I was also asleep. Um, and then I woke up and I was in the grass. Um, I saw that my leg was amputated at the scene. Um, my hand felt pretty wet, like it was in a puddle or something. Um, and I ended up losing three fingers and a good chunk of my hand.
14: Potts' boyfriend picked her up and brought her to the highway.
8: And we were waving down cars trying to, trying to get people's attention the best we could. Um, and there was probably about five to seven cars that passed us, didn't even take a glance or whatever, we were just waving hard until uh, Marilyn and Jared actually were the ones who stopped.
15: The young fellow was waving his arms, so we pulled over, seen the car was there, and so we pulled over. And You just go to
6: work and you, you just say, well, now we have to take care of her and uh, do whatever we can.
8: Jared took out his hoodie string, like right away, as soon as I said I feel like I'm going to die, he ripped out his hoodie string and then tied off my leg, and then my boyfriend grabbed his hoodie string and tied off my hand to stop all the bleeding.
14: When first responders arrived, Katie was taken for medical care, and Marilyn and Jared Thomas were left wondering what happened to the seriously injured young woman whose name they didn't know.
6: We We couldn't find out anything.
14: In June, almost a year after the crash, Potts was able to find the pair she credits with saving her life, thanks to a viral social media post by a family friend.
8: She made a huge post and it just went viral. <laughs> I did I did not expect it, but I'm so thankful to everyone who did this for me because it's, uh, it, it gives me a lot of closure, you know what I mean? Um, to finally know what and who I'm living for, it's for them.
14: They've spoken on the phone, and Potts hopes to visit the couple later this summer. She is so brave and just so resilient. She's just a
6: wonderful young lady.
14: All three say if you see someone in need of help, pull over. Sometimes assistance can be life-changing. Megan Turcato, Global News.
1: A yelp for help caught the attention of Nanaimo firefighters and led to the rescue of a 12-year-old dog. Take a look at Dobby. He was trapped inside a drainage system with the possibility of drowning. Firefighters jumped into action, taping a blanket onto about 150 feet of fire hose and putting it into the pipe system. Fire crews pushed the end past the canine, filled the hose with some water, giving Dobby something to hang on to. And then they slowly pulled the pipe and the dog out, saving him. Well done.
2: A fire ban kicks in for the interior, but there's reason for optimism. Coming up, the startling difference between this year and last.
1: Also tonight,
11: I felt that I needed to do whatever I could do to help with the fight.
1: Canadians marking Canada Day a long way from home. What drew him to the conflict and how he's helping Ukrainian forces? Later.
2: On this Canada Day, some Canadians have chosen to leave the safety of their homes, joining thousands of volunteers as part of Ukraine's military.
1: Among them is a Calgary trucker who says he wanted to do more than just
11: talk. Global Sean O'Shea reports. Matthew McGill is a long way from home this Canada Day. I felt that I needed to do whatever I could do to help with the fight. McGill is 49, a father of two and a brand new grandfather. But instead of relaxing with his family this holiday, he's quite literally in the trenches, trying to stop Russians from advancing here in Ukraine. I have skills that I thought would be useful here. Signal skills honed as a Canadian Forces member in the 90s.
5: Canada has trained over 30,000 Ukrainian forces, and part of their ability to work in the field is a tribute to Canadian training.
11: In four months here, McGill says his perspective is forever changed, driven by scenes like these. How horrible the Russians are in their treatment of the uh, ukrainian civilians has made me feel more strongly about the need for me to be here monday's attack on the shopping center is russia's most blatant killing of civilians so far 18 dead dozens more injured days later they're still cleaning up still finding body parts and then on thursday night russia sent two more cruise missiles into an apartment building near the port city of odessa officials say 20 or more were killed Russia has stepped up its missile strikes in central and eastern areas of Ukraine in the last two weeks. McGill told us he's seen fellow soldiers die on the front line. Being hit by missiles and artillery uh, very close is something that will change everybody. But he remains here by choice.
5: It's very Canadian to work for the peace of the world. It's very Canadian to sacrifice your life in order to defend a foreign country against aggression. It's very Canadian to not think of your own welfare, but to think of the broader welfare.
11: McGill spent a month training with Ukrainians before taking up his post. He says they still need more arms support on the ground. And when I asked him if he had a message in mind on a day many of us are reflecting on Canadian values, he shared this. Just be uh, grateful that uh, we don't have war in Canada because it's, it's crap here. It's, it's no fun. And everybody suffers, so just be very thankful that in Canada we we have peace and we're not under threat. It's a perspective forged by extraordinary courage and determination that hits close to home, even from a world away. Sean O'Shea, Global News, Kremenchuk, Ukraine.
2: In health matters, Vancouver Coastal Health is warning patients who need maternity services at Squamish General Hospital may be diverted to other hospitals this month. The health authority says patients in labor may be sent to hospitals in Vancouver, the North Shore, or Richmond instead. Coastal Health doesn't explicitly state the reason for the diversion, but says it is looking at ways to address staffing challenges and other demands on acute care. The health authority apologizes to patients and families for any disruption.
1: The nationwide shortage of specialized baby formula will continue through the summer. Health Canada says that it expects shipments of the hypoallergenic formula to be available in pharmacies starting next week but supplies will still be limited there is no shortage of regular baby formula the affected ones are for infants with food allergies and some medical conditions the shortage follows the shutdown of a plant in michigan that produced it after a massive recall of contaminated formula in february
2: coming up fill in family for a lonely grad
4: she was so glad that
6: I said, I invited myself actually.
2: How a coworker stepped up for her friend when no one from India could make the ceremony. And
1: Randy Bachman takes care of business. How the search for his stolen guitar spanned nearly 50 years and took him all the way to Japan. As some warmer weather creeps into the Okanagan, safety measures are being put in place to avoid another disastrous fire season.
2: As Victoria Famia reports, the Okanagan has already seen a dramatic decrease in wildfires compared to last year.
16: As the heat started to build in the Okanagan, the province promptly issued a Category 3 open fire ban for the Kamloops Fire Center. However, the BC Wildfire Service says we're seeing significantly better weather conditions this year with more rain and cooler temperatures compared to last year's heat dome. But with the fire danger rating that we're seeing in the Kamloops Fire Center right now, um, with it being low to very low in a lot of places, um, I think we've seen fairly minimal fire activity over the last sort of week here. Um, And we only really have one fire that's up on the board for the Kamloops Fire Center and it's under control. To date, the center has seen 63 fires for a total of 100 hectares burned. Last year at this time, 41,856 hectares were burned through 151 fires. And by the end of the 2021 fire season, the Kamloops Fire Center was hit with 456 wildfires, burning a total of 497,495 hectares in the region. And today, while the grass is literally greener, there are still some concerns. Things are uh, greener. You know, there's a lot more moisture in the ground, which is a good thing, but it does mean that things grow faster. Um, So you do just want to be mindful of like as the vegetation dies that if it's in your yard and like around your property, you just want to make sure that you're kind of keeping an eye on that and removing any of the dead vegetation so that what does dry up and die isn't creating like an accumulated fuel load on your property. Campfires are still permitted for the time being, but BC Wildfire reminds residents to have the proper tools and water on hand in case of an accident. And as always, BCWS urges residents to fire smart their home as the warm weather approaches. Victoria Famia, Global News. Well, for the first
2: time in three years, thousands gathered at Canada Place in Vancouver to celebrate our country's birthday.
1: This year, the event has been reinvented as Canada Together in collaboration with the Musqueam, Squamish and tsleil nations. Global BC community reporter
7: Michael Newman has more. Yeah, here on the ground at Canada Place for Canada Together, and it's been a very, very special day for many different reasons. Take a look. With the theme weaving together the fabric of a nation, indigenous language and culture could be seen and heard throughout the event. For Elder Larry Grant of Musqueam Nation, it marks the start of something
10: new. That music, art, language, uh, and understanding of each other pulls us all together. And it's, uh, uh, it's a long time coming, and it should have happened from the beginning. There's no barrier here today. Everybody's right shoulder to shoulder, and that to me is how this has to happen in everyday life.
7: There were lots of red shirts, but also orange, with people wanting to stand in solidarity.
10: I think we have a, lot of, a long ways to go in terms of reconciliation, and the First Nations folks have taught us so much and have
7: kept the land um, valued.
2: And I appreciate their concern for the environment, which we're starting to learn from.
7: And for people who've come to Canada from other parts of the world, a heartfelt feeling of pride.
17: Canada is the best country ever. Freedom, mostly. You can be your best self, you can be who you want to be in Canada, so I love it.
12: For ten years I was a refugee and Canada gave me an opportunity uh, of getting out of that kind of life. and. Uh, now I got my kids and family. Before
15: we were just permanent residents. Now we are Canadian. Yeah, there's a big difference. We are very happy for that. Yeah.
8: This is our first time as Canadians. I'm really, I'm really happy that we have this.
7: In all, a mosaic of voices and experiences, honoring all traditions.
3: Happy, happy Canada, Day! Canada Day! Happy Canada Day! Happy
12: Canada Day! Happy Canada Day! Canada Day!
7: So as the day's festivities are wrapping up, there's been a real special sense of pride here today. Um, And there's no fireworks, but the focus has really been more about listening and hearing and learning from each other about each other's history so that we can all together chart the future that we want to see in our country. Michael Newman reporting from Canada Place. Awesome. To see so many people choose it,
1: right? Mm. Yes. Even Michael Newman chose it. He did from I'm the glad States. He did. That's
0: right.
2: Uh, <laughs> all right, let's bring in Yvonne Shell uh, with a look at our forecast for the rest of the long weekend, and it worked out quite well for Canada Day. Yeah, it
3: was beautiful out there. Happy Canada Day. Hope everyone's enjoying it. It's been warm for many areas across the province today. We're currently sitting at twenty-three out of the airport. We've got a southwesterly wind at thirteen kilometers per hour, but that twenty-three degrees for us, with the humidex feeling like twenty-seven areas into the Fraser Valley, even hope feeling closer to twenty. 28 and 29 pit meadows at this hour feeling like 26 degrees and a few other highs across the province with Lytton just above 30 degrees, Kamloops, Kelowna today topping out at 29 in areas near trail just over 30 degrees so it has been a warm one and we've got a similar weather picture and story on deck for tomorrow. We do still have some active weather. We're tracking a few thunderstorms that have popped up in the interior. We'll see that for the Thompson Okanagan. We still have a severe thunderstorm watch that is in effect and that includes uh, Stewart Nechako as well as Bulkley Valley and the lakes. has eased off, though, uh, for areas near Prince George and Williams Lake, but we'll continue to watch that with the severe thunderstorm watch. It could become severe. We could see heavy rain, uh, intense downpours, gusty winds, and hail embedded within those thunderstorms. Now, the plan for Metro Vancouver overnight tonight, we've got a few clouds in the mix. We'll dip down to 15 degrees. Tomorrow, we'll bump up to 22, and with the humidex. many areas away from the water feeling like 29. It's the gem out of the forecast both today and tomorrow because we've got a system just to... the. Towards the south of it, that's actually going to move in, and that'll impact us overnight. Towards our Sunday, we've got the return for some wet weather, and I'll have more on that coming up in just a moment. Quick update from the BC River Forecast Center Quinnell River, still underneath the flood warning. Nachaco Flood Watch, the upper Fraser now has been downgraded to a high stream flow advisory, but we'll continue to watch this over the next few days. The instability tomorrow will be for the central interior, the southeastern corners, a few spots in the Thompson-Okanagan, slight chance for some showers and the risk of a thunderstorm, and a few spotty showers along the northern and western regions of the island, but most areas along the south coast. Hot one, warm one for tomorrow. Rain, however, moving in, keep that in mind. That'll be for Sunday and then rebounding back into some sunshine for a Monday. Great shot for Canada Day. This one was captured. Bowen Island, thank you so much, Raphael. Guys,
2: beautiful day
3: to be out on the water today.
1: All right, in the absence of a Canada Day Parade in North Vancouver today, some pipers stepped in to at least provide an awesome soundtrack.
2: Billed as the official pipe band of the North Shore, the JP Fell Pipe Band made stops along Lonsdale, including a performance outside Lionsgate Hospital. The group also paid a visit to the Victoria Park Cenotaph. The members say they're parading just for fun today to say thank you to healthcare workers and to everyone who was working on Canada Day.
1: And that is the Vancouver Police Pipe Band in Halifax this Canada Day for a very special performance. The VPD Pipers performed Amazing Grace on the rocks at Peggy's Cove. As part of the Royal Nova Scotia International Tattoo. The registered charity honours Canada's armed forces and first responders, and it celebrates the heritage of Canadian contributions to national and international peace and stability. The event returned live this year after a two year pandemic hiatus. All right, a long time dream came true today for Canadian rock legend Randy Bachman after searching for nearly a half century there's something special about this one, it
7: is the one, so it's just, it's just fantastic.
2: He was reunited with his beloved guitar, which had been stolen from a Toronto hotel back in 1976. The former member of the Guess Who and Bachman-Turner Overdrive flew to Japan to reclaim it and perform his hits. The guitar had been in the hands of a Tokyo musician who bought it in 2014, without knowing its history.
3: I'm probably never, ever going to take it out of my house again. It's going to be locked up forever, and nobody knows where I live. So uh, it's really a special guitar.
1: It it made my whole life. (laughs) Good to see him get it back. Big party at the Canadian Embassy over there in Tokyo when he performed for a bunch of fans there, too. It's going to be the subject of a documentary at some point down the road.
2: All right, Barry is here in Versquire tonight, uh, and the Canucks... uh, Making some news tonight.
15: Yeah, a lot of Canadiana going on on this day. What else are we going to talk about but hockey on July 1st? A busy <laughs> candidate today for the Canucks. They re-signed one of their top players and filling out their coaching staff. But GM Patrick Alveen still has big decisions to make, the biggest being J.T. Miller's future.
12: We want to continue into J.T. and, and hopefully we can find, find a way to, to keep him here in Vancouver. It should all come to a head in the next couple of weeks.
2: And later, when no family could make her graduation ceremony, how she found the perfect fill-in.
1: Probably not unreasonable for Brock Besser to pick up the dinner tab tonight for his teammates, Barry. <laughs>
15: Uh, yeah, maybe for the next 20 years he could do it. <laughs> yep. mean, it's uh, it's it's pretty good money in the NHL. Uh, crazy money would be for the average person, that's for sure. Thanks, Chris. The uh, Canucks did make a significant signing today, getting Brock Besser's name on a new three-year deal. Worth $6.65 million per season. Had the Canucks not come to terms with Besser, he more than likely would have been traded. They really couldn't afford him for much higher. Besser didn't have a great season last year, scoring 23 goals, 46 points in 71 games. But the failing health of his dad, who just passed away in late, may have really affected Brock's on-ice performance. But he's still an elite scorer, and the Canucks feel he's got a lot more to give, especially under Bruce Boudreaux. That takes care of Besser, but General Manager Patrick Alvine still has a lot of work ahead. Will he be able to sign JT Miller and Bo Horvat to hefty extensions and still stay under the salary cap? Squires sat down with Alvine earlier this week to get some answers. Now that Brock Besser has been re-signed, what about the other two big money forwards whose contracts are up next year? Those two are Bo Horvat and JT Miller.
12: Yeah. You know, want to want to continue uh, talking to JT, and and hopefully we can find find a way to to keep him here in Vancouver. Is there a cutoff
15: date in your mind, say for JT in the negotiations? Would you go into next season, going to the last year? Would you like to have it done?
12: Well, anything again, anything can happen, and we haven't set any deadlines as of now. I mean, the 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 reality is that, that he has another year on his contract, so. Um, I, as of now, my plan my plan is that he's he's being back here and training camp and and ready to go. Have you talked to Bo at all, or what's going on? Yeah, there? no, I have conversation with with Bo and his agent as well. There, so it's it's similar uh, to JT and and yeah, I mean, Bo is the captain here and he's a good player, and we definitely want to uh, try to keep both of them. Yeah. I get the sense that that both want to stay here and they want to they want to be on a good team. Um, so, I, I definitely have positive conversation with, with both of them.
15: But if the Canucks do have to make a trade, they would prefer to get
12: back draft picks and less expensive younger players. Yeah, yeah I mean, m- money for money is, you know, sometimes you have to do that, but, uh, but I, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily see that in this particular case.
15: The Canucks were busy today. They also filled out their coaching staff with Scott Walker not coming back and Brad Shaw taking a job in Philadelphia as an associate coach under John Tortorella. The Canucks needed to fill two assistant spots under Bruce Boudreaux. And Mike Yeo, who was the Flyers interim head coach last season, is one of the new assistants. Ironically, Boudreaux replaced Yo as Minnesota Wild head coach in 2016. Trent Cull, who's been head coach in Utica and Abbotsford the past five years, will also be an assistant with the big club. And Jeremy Colleton, former Blackhawk head coach, is the new head coach in Abbotsford. The Winnipeg Jets have hired Rick Bonus as their new head coach. Winnipeg had hoped to land Barry Trotz, but Trotz decided he wanted to wait a while before taking another job. So Bonus, who was the head coach in Dallas the past two seasons, is now in charge of the Jets again Back in 1989, Bonus coached the Jets the final 22 games of that season after Dan Maloney was fired. So Bonus, who was 34 at that time, 33 years later, he's back behind the Jets bench. Canada Day at a sold-out Rogers Centre in Toronto. Quite a spectacle. Jays honoring uh, Canadian catcher Russell Martin, who had four great years there. Of course, he throws a strike. Jays and Rays meeting for the second straight day. Bottom of the third. Bases loaded for Bo Bichette and he will take Corey Kluber to deep right and that is off the wall it's going to score a couple on the Bichette double and the Blue Jays had the lead two to one next pitch is to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and he jumps all over it inside the bag at third that is also a double one of five doubles on the game as uh, on, in the inning rather as a Vladdy digs in, safe at second, 5-1 Toronto. Lourdes Guriel Jr. put an exclamation point on this Canada Day celebration. Towering homer to left center. Jays win 9-2 and they now lead the Red Sox by one game atop the wild card in the American League. Also on this Canada Day, Kelly Olenek and... Team Canada men's basketball team in a World Cup qualifier in Hamilton, taking on the Dominican Republic. A lot of NBA buy in for Nick Nurse and Team Canada. Nikhil Alexander Walker of the Utah Jazz. How about that half court buzzer beater to end the first quarter? And then Walker to Kelly Olynyk underneath. The Kamloops kid in Detroit Piston lays it in. He had 17. Canada by 10 at the half, and they stretched it out thanks to a huge third-quarter Olenek to Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He hit uh, the three. He had 32. He plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Canada wins easily 95-75, and they're 5-0 in qualifying. And really, without a disaster, they should easily qualify for that World Cup in the next year. That's it for sports.
1: Looking good on the court. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much, Barry.
2: Thanks, Barry. Up next, a story that shows family truly is what you make it. Jordan Armstrong is standing by with a look ahead to Global News at 11 tonight. Jordan?
11: Sophie, the City of Mission is preparing for the possibility of flooding next week. A Tiger Dam will be installed along low-lying areas of the Mission Dyke The water level is currently 5.4 meters, but the B.C. River Forecast Center says it could hit 7.3 meters by next Thursday. And no Canada Day fireworks in Vancouver this year, but Surrey has some. 10.15 in Cloverdale, if you're interested, we will have highlights at 11. Sophie?
2: All right. Nice night for fireworks. Yeah. Thank you, Jordan.
1: All right. Walking across the stage at graduation should be a memorable moment for the grad and their family. But as Colvier Carr's big day approached, she found herself alone.
2: Cor immigrated to Canada in 2017, but her family is in India and they couldn't make it here for the commencement ceremony. That's when her co stepped in. Catherine Urquhart picks up the story. The
6: pictures... With me and Culver, were the best, of course. <laughs>
17: <laughs> it was an unusual road trip to Kamloops. Eliza Domingo wasn't actually invited.
4: Can I come? I want to come I want to go to Kamloops. So that she was so glad that I said I invited myself. Actually,
17: <laughs> Eliza says she was needed to be fill-in family. Her coworker at Spot. Kulvir Kaur was accepting her postgrad diploma in human resources at Thompson Rivers University. Loved ones in India
4: couldn't come. My family is not here with me, but I also tried applying for their visa, and they got their visa too, but it was just a few days before the graduation, so there was not enough time for them to come.
5: Graduated with distinction, Kulvir Kaur.
17: Eliza provided plenty of cheers, while Colvier's family watched the ceremony live online.
4: Even now, I miss my family every day, but when I see Eliza and my other friends, I feel like, oh, I still have a family here.
17: Both immigrants came here alone and are grateful for each other, along with the opportunities in Canada.
4: To live here in Canada, this is perfect, a wonderful country to live and. For you to do whatever you can in a good uh, in good light, you know, in good way. Try to help each other because everybody who is immigrating from a different country is all alone at the beginning. So try to help each other and uh, eventually you will create a family here. <laughs>
17: <laughs> that road trip to Kamloops for graduation, clearly memorable. I should say good job. <laughs> and uniquely Canadian. Catherine Urquhart, Global News.
2: See, family is what you make it.
1: Absolutely. A friendship forever there, no doubt. Alright, as we wrap up our Canada Day News Hour, maybe we'll take another look at the forecast as we head into the long weekend again. Yvonne?
3: Another warm one for tomorrow, something to keep in mind. If you enjoy the sunshine away from the water with the humidex, it'll feel like 29. And then a bit of a change. We've got a blip in the forecast. This will be rounding off our long weekend overnight in towards our Sunday. We could see some showers popping up. We're actually tracking some rainfall on Sunday. It'll be cooler. Temperatures will be up to 17 degrees. So if you're looking for patio, barbecue weather, that's for tomorrow. <laughs> and then you'll get to chill indoors on sunday with the rainfall but it'll rebound once again for a monday
1: we know we can count on you for our planning (laughs) thank you very much yvonne and thank you for watching everyone happy canada day
3: happy canada day good night
2: all